Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas and innovative approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Vice President for Ministry Partnerships at Sat7 USA. My guest today is an award-winning filmmaker who has traveled to 151 countries and six continents for clients like CBS, ABC, Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, PBS, Fox Sports, Travel Channel, HBO, as well as Billy Graham, World Vision, Samaritan's Purse, and Far East Broadcasting, and many other ministries. His passion is for inspiring leaders and teaching young creatives. So I want to welcome Greg Forrest. Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. It is great to be here, Dennis. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, I always enjoy the idea uh, and the fun of talking about media and ministry. We met 10 years ago at a conference in California. So I'm just glad that uh, we've stayed connected and can have this conversation. You've been on over 200 overseas assignments. And so we'll talk a little bit about that in our conversation. And you visited something like 100 different countries in these overseas assignments. So let's start with this vast international media experience that you've had. What are some things that you've uh, learned in international Christian media? What I've learned, Dennis, uh, over 40 years of travel uh, to faraway places, um, every every continent except Antarctica, um, is that it is a big world of unreached people. And I think that, that Westerners, especially Americans and Canadians that don't travel, don't realize how unreached this world is. And that countries like Germany and France, uh, Italy, Spain, uh, European countries are just as unreached as places like the Congo would be, or Malaysia, or Indonesia, or China. China has, for example, a, a church of over 50 million people in China, 50 million. And wow. a lot of Americans and Canadians may not even know that. Um, the challenges are immense. They're never going to go away. And Jesus says that we must work the work of the Lord while it's daylight, because when nighttime comes, the time for reaping is over with. So the challenge is always going to be there until Jesus comes. As you think of some of your overseas assignments, what are some uh, positive influences that media has had to bring change in terms of Christian media? Uh, you have some examples of positive change through media? Yes, I, I would say one of them comes from trends, and, and that might be something we'll talk about here in a, in a few moments. Uh, I actually looked this up. The In 2005, Facebook came along. That changed things for the internet. But then in uh, January of 2007, the iPhone was created, the very first one by Apple. There's over 2 billion iPhones uh, sold. And that's only 15% of all the smartphones and phones in the world is an iPhone. So everything else is its own version of smartphone. The trend or the change that is incredible is that you can give a young person their own phone and they can use it to record a story or an event or an experience, put it together in a one, two, three minute clip. They can edit it on their phone and they can bring the gospel of Jesus through storytelling in a way that never, ever existed in the history of the world. 
and in the last 100 years since radio was invented, and the last 130 years since film was invented, and the last 70 years since television was invented. So the possibilities are absolutely incredible. Changes uh, that I also see that have been positive is the fact that more and more ministries, Dennis, are looking to media through uh, stories, like I said before, um, profiles, documentaries, uh, short films. Oh, there's a, an incredible thousands of Christian short films out there now that are being used and distributed and, and, and aired, uploaded to different sites and Christian films as well. Christianity has been a little late when it comes to Christian and redemptive filmmaking because we spent so many decades preaching against film because we thought it was heathenistic and it was Hollywood and it's from the pit of hell and it's bad standards, immorality. But there are so many ways to tell a good redemptive story that people will pay attention to it. So that's something I see as a positive as well. Almost every month there's a new redemptive film that a studio has put out there. And if we pay attention to these films I and get, encourage them and the filmmakers, I think there's a whole new industry and a ministry there that uh, for far too long has been ignored. You know, the ministry I'm with, Sat7, we've just launched a Church for Iran, and it's a social media distribution. It's a whole new audience. We've launched Church for Afghanistan. That's an Instagram distribution audience to engage with that gospel message. And so you think of film and Hollywood, the big films, but now the social media platforms are really amazing. Do you find in your travels that media trends, uh, both Christian media trends, international or just media trends, do they tend to follow what's happening in the West, in America, or are there new trends emerging outside of uh, Western trends? That's a really great question. Uh, I would say for the most part, that international Christian media follows the trends for America, that America is doing. And part of that now, especially since the, the COVID from the last couple of years, is the fact of streaming. Streaming has changed uh, the way that people watch and participate all over the world in media programming. They can watch things on their computer. They can watch programs on their computer, on their tablet or on their phone, and they can bypass television, a television screen up on the up on the wall or on the desk or bureau somewhere. Uh, they can bypass that in ways that they, they didn't before. The majority of news, for example, uh, and, uh, and, and programming for young people is watched on a computer or, or a smartphone. It's not watched on a television. So to answer your question a little bit more specifically, one of the challenges those for overseas still comes down to vision and funding, vision and funding. Do the leaders of a group really have a vision on how to create programming that is going to be engaging and captivating? That's going to and compelling. Look, I like all three of those words um, that that grabs the attention of people, especially young people, uh, and somehow brings Jesus to a screen somewhere. Jesus on every screen. I've got a group, IMM, International Media Ministries, in Spain, and their catchphrase is Jesus on every screen. I like that. It makes, makes a, a, a lot of sense. But vision and funding, a lot of the overseas groups, international groups, just don't have the funding that churches in America 
and ministries in America and television groups in America have. So that will always, always, I don't, I don't see that changing anytime, anytime soon. Vision and funding. Uh, but there's some unique things that our missions groups are doing to use uh, translated indigenous programs to reach tribes, nations, and, uh, and people groups. You know, you talk about vision and funding as I go and I speak in churches from coast to coast. You know, if I would go into a church and speak about Christian radio, there's enormous trust for Christian radio in America. But if I talk about Christian television, it seems there's not that level of trust. There's hesitancy. And I wonder if the American church is really tapping into some of these new trends in media and streaming and social media as much as some of the international uh, churches and, and movements are. So maybe your thoughts on where the American church is in tapping into some of these trends like streaming. Great question. And having started out with a, uh, you know, when I was 21, I started with uh, PTL television in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now it's INSP. And part of my thought, as you said, that Christian television isn't uh, as trusted as much as Christian radio is is trusted. I wonder if it's because of the fall of televangelism and the misuse of Christian television in America that makes uh, churches and Christians hesitant. I don't know. That that could be a whole other discussion on another half-hour podcast. But as for overseas, a lot of the television stations and ministries overseas are now streaming in internet because they cannot afford to have a traditional TV station with a satellite dish and such. So they decided, okay, let's let's have a YouTube channel. Let's have our own website channel where people simply tune in uh, to a, a URL, a website, and they can watch television uh, and get 24-hour programming or six hours a day programming, you know, or, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, say to maybe six at night, because that's when we, we can do it. I think the possibilities of streaming are incredible, and that is not going to go away. It is simply, it's only going to grow more and more and more. And the fact that you can sit in a cafe have a cup of coffee and and sit and show a video to a friend at the next chair or the next table uh, is is a new way and a great way of evangelism these days. What advice do you have for the American church in terms of uh, how they can come alongside uh, indigenous media movements in Congo, in Europe, in Asia? How can the American church come alongside those indigenous movements? Also a good question. Part of the thing is, is American and Canadian churches need to really have a vision for missions. I grew up in a German um, German church here in Lodi, California, and my dad was the pastor, and he kept, and my mom as well, kept preaching missions, missions, missions. And I would say to churches and ministers across North America, open up your pulpit to missions and missionaries, and give, give, give. Uh, just do it. Uh, get a vision for missions, and that includes how media can make a difference in missions as well. Over half the world is under the age of 30. Over half the world is under 30 years of age, and they're already wired for media, and they're looking for entertainment. They're looking for 
compelling stories that, um, you know, help with loneliness and, and all the things that go through and searching, searching what, why am I here? Is there a God? Uh, what, you know, what, what am, what am I going to do with my life uh, and such? So churches in America and churches in Canada give and open your pulpits. And if, if, you could even invite uh, a great ministry overseas to have a moment in your church for five or 10 minutes up on the screen and say, hey, we're talking to so-and-so from Cyprus or from Palestine or Congo, Bolivia, Brazil, uh, whatever country of the world you want to take a dart and throw it at the map is going to be an unreached people group there and invite them in for for a, a digital a digital visitation, for lack right. of another word, and let them let them speak to your group and open up your heart to uh, what they're doing and come alongside them. And some you're gonna you're just gonna embrace like yeah they're speaking our language. How can we help them? And other ones you know you'll 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 learn from them. And there are a few like churches that have missionaries. You may have five or ten. Those are your missionary groups and missionaries that you like. Go with that, but just give. Don't don't be conservative and hold on. You know the money in your hand. Use it wisely and give. You know, I think of uh, having a international on your screen Sunday morning in your church. Uh, there's so much we in the West can learn from our brothers and sisters in uh, maybe hostile environments, limited access areas, uh, local. Indigenous church movements, uh, if a church would just put them on and let them express their heart for what God is doing in their own context, there's so much we in the West can learn from them. Uh, as you've traveled in all these countries, maybe some things that uh, you think we can learn here in the West from uh, local churches around the world. I will tell you something that if I were a pastor of a church in America, I would say to the church, one month a year, maybe two, two weeks here, two weeks there. I want to be, I, I want to take some people from the church and let's go visit a church uh, or churches in a region and let's go bless them and speak in their church and listen to them. And every year we go to a couple different places we haven't been to before. You know, you've got to open up your, your heart and your mind to what God is doing in other places. And you can't just learn that by staying 52 or 50 weeks a year in the same city, having church a couple of times a week. Get out there, get on an airplane or go over a border and see what your brothers and sisters and pastors and leaders and missionaries, you cannot believe the sacrifice that leaders and churches go through across the world. I have a great friend that lives in Serbia, and he said that Serbia is the graveyard of Christianity. We have only a handful of pastors here. We have villages and cities that don't have one evangelical church in it. Dozens of cities are in a region or a district that have no evangelical church, and we don't have enough pastors coming through the Bible college to uh, train, equip, and send them out. So, you know what, churches, I'd say a couple times a year, release your pastor, release some of your leaders to go and to uh, visit churches 
come alongside them and learn from them and let them absolutely melt your heart with the ministry of Jesus in restrictive and difficult countries. Amen. And I think uh, even in our own towns and cities, you can go cross-cultural, find ethnic groups, uh, immigrants, uh, refugees Mm -hmm. that represent so many different countries around the world. The world world has come to us. It has. And uh, it's really amazing the connections you can have in your own city if you just get outside the church and uh, look at our own communities. I know we met uh, 10 years ago. And I've wanted you to do some training for Sat7, the Middle East uh, broadcast media ministry based in the Middle East. And I think that's going to happen here in the new year. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what might happen in helping train some of our studios across the Middle East. I'd be happy to. Sat7, uh, for, you know, if you are a regular listener and viewer of uh, Dennis and, and what he and Sat7 are doing, Sat7 is. Uh, across the world in a number of languages, Turkish, Farsi, Arabic, I would think, Dennis, are the top three uh, right. as far as languages are uh, concerned. And these these have hundreds of millions of people. Uh, Turkish, obviously, would be specific to Turkey, but the Arab world is just huge, from Morocco all the way to, oh gosh, um, Saudi Arabia and uh, Gulf, uh, Gulf states and such. But then you have extended extended families across the world that speak Arabic. Dearborn, Michigan is as much of an Arabic-speaking town as uh, Doha, uh, Qatar would be. So uh, we hope uh, in this coming year that I will be able, along with uh, another partner, Stan Jeter, in partnership with Sat7 to be able to train young filmmakers and studio, TV studios, etc., in places like uh, Cyprus, Cairo, Beirut, uh, in Turkey, it would be Istanbul, and perhaps even London, England. And and also there is a growing interest in North Africa. Uh, And some of these countries in North Africa, it is against the law to convert to Christianity. It's against the law. You can be imprisoned for it or tortured for it if you convert. Yet there is a remnant. I love talking about this. I do. There is a remnant of young people of any age group that is searching for Jesus and they haven't quite found him yet. Or there are churches that quietly meet in someone's home, uh, wherever that might be in North Africa. And here's a chance to reach them through media, either on their cell phone, an internet channel, their tablet, whatever it might be. So we hope to do some training maybe in places like Tunisia and uh, Algeria as well to be determined, and it's an exciting future. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, um, you know, as our listeners want to learn more about where you've traveled and what you do and some of your training, uh, where can people get more information? Hey, thank you very much. Um, I'm sort of under the radar, but you can find my nonprofit media group. It's called matchstickmedia.org. Matchstick, just like a striking a match, matchstick media.org. Everything is there. If you'd like to help with uh, teaching in places, I have very little funding. I can always use regular support like any missionary could or would. And there are places and it's very easy. One-time gift or monthly gift, that would really help to get. There are times that I get invitations and I just don't have the funds to get there. 
and I wish I could get there. So uh, anything, if you want to invite me, and I have a group of people that sometimes go with me, to come to your place, your country, your region, your town, um, send us an invitation. We'll pray about it. Very good. And I encourage you to get on his website and I'll put that in the notes as well. And I know you're on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn and some of those. So people can track you down if they want to connect more and give a gift. I love Dennis. Yep. I love Instagram. You can find Matchstick Media International is the full name, Matchstick Media International uh, on Instagram. And also uh, Craig D. Forrest is, I go by, that's my filmmaker title, Craig D. Forrest. You can find me there. And I have lots of pictures and posts. Love Instagram. So very good. And thanks for coming on the Unconventional Ministry podcast. And you've seen a lot of unconventional media ministry as you traveled the world and appreciate, appreciate your heart for the global church and the and the majority church in some of the places that we don't think of. You know, we think so much in missions and ministry as boundaries, but the technology and media trends and streaming have removed the, the borders and removed a lot of the boundaries. And so we really encourage the church to become more involved in some of these new trends like streaming. And so thank you for coming on and sharing, and we'll stay in touch. And um, I thank you for what you do for media, Christian media, uh, around the world. So I look I look forward to meeting more on different occasions as our different travels connect us. So thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. My pleasure, Dennis. Thank you for inviting me, and maybe down the road. After uh, we've done some training with Sat7, we can bring you back some great reports. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. Sat7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, Sat7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Mm -hmm.